Welcome to Indie Radio Broadcast number 44. Indie Radio is an indie game development tech show, which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser-known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and to give you some tips and tricks for your journey into game development. Today is October 26th, 2013, and I will be your host, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the U.S. East Coast. This is uh, Josh Mellon. I am uh, one of the four members of White Giant RPG Studios, and I primarily do editing and uh, business management. And this is Andrew Walker, uh, head game designer for White Giant. So that's our interview today. So after this short little music break, we'll get into asking them questions. Alright, so as stated in the introduction, we have uh, Josh Mellon and Andrew Walker from White Giant RPG Studios, <laughs> and uh, they've been working on a series called Last Dream. The first one's already released, and it's really great, so I recommend you checking that out. And uh, here they are. Awesome, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Alright, so... Who came up with the whole idea of uh, Last Dream, and for the people listening in, what exactly is it about? Yep, that's a good question. Um, first, I'll answer uh, what it's about, and I'll have to think about who came up with it. <laughs> but um, what it's about is, you know, this idea that this this person, the player, just happens to find themselves on a mysterious world, which is how I think every great video game opens. You know, you're just find yourself somewhere and it's for you to explore what your situation is and what you might do to perhaps get your way home, which is kind of the storyline arc that I was attracted to in the beginning. And then through that, you can fill in with just about anything. And there's four people on our team and everybody did a fantastic job of, of kind of creating that interesting world. And we have a team of game testers and all sorts of other people that are providing us input to, to really make an exciting game but it's all based on the idea that you're on this unfamiliar place and you must try to figure out this grand puzzle to get home so who came up with it mandrew <laughs> well i don't think uh you know any one of us came up with an, and it definitely wasn't like a a voila or eureka moment it was definitely evolved the storyline at, at least definitely evolved as we created the game um i think we went in with uh you know ideas about the game mechanics um and sort of created the story as we went yeah <laughs> yep um i've only played i want to say an hour and a half but so far the uh the story's pretty complex and i like that so i'm gonna start it over and uh restart it because I was a bit confused. Um, how long did it take you to create the story? Right. Josh? Yeah, so I mean, Andrew and I initially hashed out, you know, kind of a long form uh, novella about what was going on in the game and what were the motivations of the various main characters and uh, kind of what all the various uh, cultural entities they encounter. 
So we had all that mapped out, and we had lots of arguments, I think, about kind of like the metaphysics behind the game. And uh, I kind of always wanted it to be a little bit um, more literary in that I'm a failed English major and I went on to do physics and such. Uh, but, you know, so I think uh, Mandrew is more realistic about um, like uh, kind of what you can express in a video game. So, you know, so that was kind of a process, I think, of, of coming to it. And the great thing about actually... Um, Andrew's skills is that he can kind of develop the game as we kind of discuss ideas. And so you're able to kind of see how ideas play out in the game and how a, a player might experience them. So, you know, I think, I think we started out with a pretty good um, platform and idea of where the story would go. And then as we played and as we got feedback from other people, we were able to kind of um, evolve that story. Okay. Yep. Um, shoot, where'd my list of questions go? <laughs> All right. Um, I'll have to wing this. They just—that's really weird. I don't know what they want. Um, well, this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how long did it take you to develop the game? Let's go with that. Sure. Uh, uh, that I think we—it took us about two years in total to from you know when we had the first idea. Uh, to when we finally released the game. Um, and I think the most surprising thing to me was how long the game was almost finished before we released it. Um, it after about a year, the game was, I thought, 99% complete. Mm-hmm. But that last year was polishing and polishing and fixing these, you know, tiny little bugs, um, trying to get it in such a state that uh, we'd be proud or to release it um just took so long to to refine everything yes that was a surprise to me too and i had my wife you know who over that first year was very enthusiastic about all the progress was being made and then the subsequent year was just almost every week like when are you guys going to release the game just (laughs) the game like come on do you really need to make sure that the capitalization is correct for every single item in the game and go through and test it. You have to make sure that the periods are, you know, absolutely consistent and correct. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we could have probably declared it finished. I think other companies probably do. It, <laughs> for, for whatever reason, we have a great, uh, uh, you know, we don't want someone to play the game and see some kind of unprofessional bug or, you know, some little mix-up. We wanted to have all that sorted out before we released it. And, you know, now, uh, it's it's awesome. You know, we feel really good about the product we put out. Um, but thinking about making additional games going forward, it's you want to have, like, this collapsed timeline. But you think, well, God, you know, we, we worked so hard that first year, and then we spent a whole nother year polishing the game. Can we somehow do all that in one year now? You know, and that's actually our current hope for the release of the sequel. Yeah, it, polish like it, it takes forever. We've had that happen in like ten of our interviews. They've always talked about, "Oh yeah, we're almost done," and then <laughs> everything went wrong. <laughs> and uh, who was it? 
Um, I think it was Edmund McMillan. He was telling us, like, uh, Super Meat Boy towards the end. It was just a complete rush, and then they they kept finding bugs, and then they finally got it all done and released it on time. Yeah, nice. You interviewed them? That's a solid team over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't gotten Tommy on yet, but uh, we got Edmund. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Well, we're we're glad to be interviewed along with those kind of guys, then. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We, uh... We kind of switch it up. Sometimes we do people that are really well-known, like Edmund and uh, Jonathan Blow, and then we do people that you've never heard of. Uh, let me let me open up the list. Like uh, Danny Persky. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, Jeremy Bear. Some smaller names. So, cool. Know, some people really like to hear the big guys talk, and then some people like hearing new new voices. Yeah. Well, it's nice to get a mix. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome to do that. And uh, no offense, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't heard of you because you're rather new. <laughs> sure, definitely. Yeah. So uh, the sequel, you guys are going to – or how far along are you so far? Right. So we thought um, – you know, we, we have 300 Kickstarter backers that were exceedingly generous in, in providing us funds. And so for them, we wanted to keep them – updated on our progress and we decided that a good way to do that might be to create kind of you know a 25 category uh chart where we would show kind of with bar progress what percentage we've completed towards you know the story outline and obtaining new original music um you know animated characters Mm -hmm. uh, the mapping and and all that so we've got that now on our our website whitegiantrpg.com under games, you know, anyone can go to Last Game Q and kind of watch our progress, and we're updating that chart over time. So, I guess um, looking at that chart actually right now myself, I might say that we're twenty percent, perhaps, okay. of the way there. Um, but now in between, um, we, you know, we only set a fifteen hundred dollar Kickstarter goal, and we ended up with twelve thousand bucks. <laughs> So, Holy crap. Um, which is, you know, freaking awesome. I mean, like to have 800%. Yeah, totally awesome. Um, and it's really just because of the, you know, the great people that are out there that kind of have the same kind of vision that we had. But because we had such a huge outpouring, we really wanted to deliver on, on what people already really enjoyed, which was last stream. So we decided to make an expansion. So that's actually what we're working on now. And we're hoping to finish that up um, in a few more months. Um, so we might be 45 or so percent done on that. So we're kind of doing both projects simultaneous, uh, Lee, and you can kind of do that, which we're getting some kind of um, efficiencies of scale by doing okay. that. But, you know, so the last stream expansion is kind of our next thing for all of our fans. And then last stream two will be our, our next complete game. Wow. This is, this is a lot of work. And do you think that you're going to do this in the next year? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, tr- we're trying. Um, right. You know, it, it, the demands of uh, when we when we created Last Dream 1, um, I was uh, still a graduate student, and I had quite a bit more free time. But now that I have a full-time job and a seven-month-old son, uh, it takes – I have a lot less free time to work on the game, but – I'm also much more efficient, and I know what I'm doing because, 
you know, probably the first three months working on Last Dream had to be completely redone because I was just learning uh, how to create a, create a game. Um, so <clears throat> what I do now, I, I'm fairly confident I won't have to redo, but I just have less time. Um, we're, we'll try to stick to our original schedule um, mm-hmm. as best as possible. Yeah, and one big thing that's a game changer for us um, that's different certainly is now that we've connected, I mean, we've just recently sold our 500th uh, game. So we now have lots of people that know about Last Dream, and out of that group, there's a very passionate core. And so people, you know, are willing to reach out and help us. And so out of that group, I mean, the game changer is the fact that we can reach out to these people um, who, you know, are graphic artists or composers mm-hmm. or just really want to, you know, game test at any point. And so, you know, we have our core group of four, and um, even before we kind of got the Kickstarters, we had an extended network of game testers, but now we've got, you know, this double extended network, and that's where we can really get a lot more done than we ever could have by ourselves. Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, my roommate said something. Um, oh, that totally messed me up. All right. So do you, do you guys sleep at all? Like you, you guys have so much on your plate. I know. Yeah, we both have full time jobs. I, I don't know how Mandrew does it because he's got the kid. I'm still, you know, free with in that respect. But it definitely is tough. I mean, I guess I was more inefficient when I was younger because we're accomplishing so much more now. I don't know. I think there's some kind of logic to the fact that the busier you get, the more you're able to accomplish, just because you know you kind of think differently and you know, are able to make things happen easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say sleep is suffering. Well, make sure that you get some. Right. You know, creativity. But, um, yeah, so what what's new in Last Dream 2 that makes it enough of a new game over the original? That's a good question. So I can I'll, I'll answer the mechanics on that, and then uh, I'll stop dominating here, and then, Mander, you can maybe talk about some other things. Sure. Um, so um, mechanically, you know, we put our game up on Steam just because we wanted to get the feedback and a little bit of exposure. Okay. Uh, Steam Greenlight. So, and that was great. Like 50,000 people looked at the game. Uh, you know, some 8,000 said they would buy it. Another big group said they wouldn't. And the group that My name is Mark said they Cope. wouldn't, they were almost exclusively focused on the game engine and the graphics that are unique to the game engine, which is RPG Maker. Okay. So what we got back from them loud and clear is they wanted unique graphics and animation. Um, and in addition to that, um, you know, original exclusive compositions of music. So even, I mean, music, I don't know, we've gotten a lot of praise on um, as well. But we wanted to be responsive to the larger gaming community. And so we have invested most of the funds that we've gotten into getting original characters, original, you know, animation, animated battlers, and then now music. So uh, that's where it's really going to be a different game. It's going to have the same kind of... uh, mechanics behind it and i think our same kind of polishing and writing and such but it's gonna it's gonna be a big step i think towards more professional gaming because it's gonna be customized 
And then what do you guys plan on doing after you uh, complete last stream two? Last stream three. Last stream three. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I just wanted to add a few more things for last stream two oh, in terms sorry. of the uh, game mechanics. Um, there's a lot of uh, improvements to the type of skills that we'll have in the game. Um, upgraded uh, synthesis system where you can create your own weapons and armor, equipment, um, new classes. Um, and, you know, we want to be careful adding new classes. Uh, you know, some games, you know, they say they've created a new class, but it's really just a rewording of an existing class. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're careful to, you know, each class is uh, distinct and u- unique uh, in Last Dream 2. Uh, so, yeah, those are the main things that we'll add uh from last stream one to last stream two. That sounds great. So you said uh, last stream three was was that a joke or serious? No, that's serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was going to be a trilogy. Soon as we saw that it was successful on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, it's successful. Let's milk it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also because we love doing it. I mean. You know, if we stop now, it would still be fun to interact with people who like Last Dream and mm-hmm. continue playing it ourselves. Um, and, and again, we originally created Last Dream purely for ourselves. It was not intended to be a commercial game. It was only because our friends started to think it was cool and we thought it was cool. We thought, well, let's, you know, send it out to other people. So, you know, I think we get a lot of enjoyment out of just the game creation process. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the, the motivation to keep doing it yeah so i don't know last stream three and then i don't know after that i guess last stream four is illogical but then we'd have to somehow make up some kind of story about why the trilogy became <laughs> i don't know prequels like oh some guy on uh the radio was talking to us and we just decided you know last stream four let's do it <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah. No, but uh, it is cool that you guys are doing a trilogy because each one, uh, as you said, is going to build off of the last one. And uh, as you guys get more experience, it's going to be better. I think so. I think we're learning quite a bit. And, you know, there's all the kind of uninteresting background stuff that you have to get good at, too. I mean, you do have to figure out taxes and um, how to, you know, register yourself with the Secretary of State of whatever state you're in and you know, figure out copyright law and image, you know, and rules and sign contracts with people. And mm-hmm. you, you have to get good at all of that. So, you know, now we've got kind of a, you know, more finely tuned machine on all aspects of the game. So, you know, so the thought is we really poured everything we could into last stream, but now we're, you know, just that much better for the sequels. So we, we think, yeah, that everything should just keep on getting better. Definitely. Um, so, which which RPGs do you take your most inspiration from? Andrew, I got an answer on that, but yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I think well for about probably more than ten years, um, we our, our small group has been doing uh, uh, RPG speedrun tournaments. Okay, uh, and that originated with the original Final Fantasy. Uh, <sighs> And the reason we love that game so much is is uh, one of the core elements of Last Dream um, is that you can choose your own party, 
And so that gives you a lot of replayability. Um, you know, am I going to play with uh, two knights and two red mages, or am I going to go with a black mage, white mage party? Um, and it also allowed us, as uh, different um, you know skill levels developed in our group, we, we could handicap different players. Um, and so Final Fantasy is definitely a, a big influence. Um, a lot of the Square games for me, Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy III. Uh, I also like the Breath of Fire games. Um, uh, when you say Final Fantasy III, do you mean... Um... I mean uh, U.S., uh, six, okay. Jeff. Japan. Okay. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I mean, well said, you know, I mean, for me, it's all about the ability to take a game and replay it in a new and interesting way and, you know, has and the additional um, dimension of competition. So yep. we wanted Last Dream to have all those elements and because we have eight characters and you can choose four and you can even just have one, if you want, um, there's so much replayability potential because of the characterization uh, options, but also because the storyline has, we think, something around 500 different paths that you could take. So just on a, on a game that is fun to replay, um, I, I think Last Dream you know, achieved what we were going for. But also for our own kind of long-running tournament interest, uh, you know, it's a game that you can kind of innovate in and accomplish things that, um, you know, I think like with Final Fantasy, you know, we, we were able to accomplish things with Final Fantasy that the designers didn't intend. And likewise with Last Dream, we hope that people kind of leverage the flexibility of the game to accomplish things that we didn't expect either. So on our website, um, for example, we have leaderboards for people who were able to you know, get through the game under various conditions. The swiftest are in the fewest oh, wow. number of steps. And uh, so that's on our speed run page and our trophy room. Um, because within the game itself, in addition to just tracking, of course, time and uh, steps and such, there's 200 other metrics um, by which the game is tracking your performance. And those are all in the form of achievements. So... You know, uh, right now, only one person has accomplished every single achievement. That's Mandrew, uh, <laughs> developer. I'm actually close on his heels. He put in 132 hours to do that, it looks like. Uh, according to the website, I'm going to exceed that probably by about 20 hours when I eventually get there. Uh, I can't can't get one of the final achievements, uh, that which is beating the game on hard mode in 10 hours. I'm trying. But, uh, but in any case... You know, we, we've got all these ways in which people can try to, you know, um, excel in the game beyond anybody else. And, uh, you know, we want that to be part of the community, but we also just want it to be part of the enduring value of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm looking at the leaderboards right now. Uh, I only see Andrew's name, uh, <laughs> Josh's name, and Mark's name. That's right. <laughs> We, we have one other name we need to add to that. Uh, we have a competition that is ending October 31st where if you're the fastest person to beat the game on hard mode and you're not one of the developers, the three <laughs> names you just listed off, or, or, or guy Alec, then we'll give you 150 bucks. Oh, wow. Um, you know, plus a, a signed poster, and we've got a second place and third place. Um, right. 
So what? if anybody out there just submits a save file that where they've completed the game, they'll be automatically in second place right now. Yes. <laughs> if you yeah, submit another one, you'll be automatically in third. So you can get some cash. But it is hard to beat the game on hard mode. Mm-hmm. It, there's 500 people who have the game. They're well informed of this. Uh, so, you know. Uh, and, and there's just some people who don't enjoy that. They want to just kind of leisurely go through the game. They don't want to try to beat it as fast as possible, you know, which I certainly understand. But mm-hmm. in any case, our, our hope is that more people get interested in the speed running and the trophy um, traction and, uh, and join us kind of in that element. But just playing by themselves, everybody has that internal 200 achievements being tracked within the game. And so they can get, you know, whatever enjoyment they may out of uh, that itself. But they don't mm-hmm. have a larger community, of course. Yeah, earlier I was going to ask you, um, I was going to ask you how you guys were paying it, if it was out of pocket. But then you mentioned uh, the 800% Kickstarter. and uh, Yeah. But it was out of pocket, that certainly at the beginning. Mm-hmm. All, you know, put in $1,000 or so, I think, all told. Um, just a you know, get the software file with North Carolina mm-hmm. Secretary of State and um, get kind of all the basic things we needed. You know, buying music, everything costs money, uh, adds up, certainly. Uh, but now that we have Kickstarter funds, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's what is enabling us to get original graphic art, animation, you know, kind of advance the battle system. It's enabling us to really get everything that we want. There's nothing you know, within the indie world where we're like, ah, we wish we really could afford this or that. It's more about, you know, using the community um, to kind of create the, the best product we can, uh, using their enthusiasm and, and their help, uh, and using our time. You know, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the greatest expense, certainly, is our time. Uh, but, yeah, it's fantastic to have funds helping us. But if we didn't have the funds, we'd still be doing pretty much the same thing, so... It's, I, guess, I guess it's more like a donation than it is a real propellant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, do you guys uh, manually update the the leaderboards? We do. Yep. I mean, hopefully, at some point, we could get a some type of automated system with our web designer to set up. Yeah. But part of the reason for the manual nature is we're asking people to send in their game file or if they want to do the real-time competition, they have to send in a video of them playing the game. So it's still going to require our review to maintain the integrity of the system. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So is uh, is the prize for game time or real time? It's for game time. Yeah, game time. Okay. Competition. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at the times. Legendary. It's over 100 hours second place. Yes. <laughs> yep. Jeez. That's a long time. <laughs> but hey, if, I mean, I, I would definitely do it. Those are good 100 hours. <laughs> <laughs> God, the longest I've ever logged into an RPG, I want to say well over 200. Oh, what game was that? Nice. Um, it was uh, Kingdom Hearts, so 
action RPG, but actual like uh, turn base. I think I logged like 80, 90 hours in the Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you know, and what grabs me about that whole concept of this happening, where people spend a hundred or even as much as two hundred hours on a game, is that even the most high-end games are able to only sell for sixty or seventy bucks. But if you think about that in terms of per hour enjoyment, mm-hmm. you're, you're spending sixty cents or so. So you know we're selling Last Dream, of course, fifteen bucks, and that's you know a, 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 the right price point within the market we think. But I do think that it's cool that in the um, gaming world you can pay a relatively little amount for an enormous amount of enjoyment. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've thought about that before. Because, you know, like some games you'll pay 60 bucks and it'll last like six hours. So that's 10 bucks an hour. Right. And you go buy an RPG and uh, maybe it's for the PC and it's only like $30 on Steam and you get 100 hours out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's no consistency. <laughs> There's not. And, and that's, I think, probably the biggest reason that it forces prices lower because it's an act of faith still by the players when they're purchasing the game, they don't quite know what they're going to get. I mean, Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of address that by having a longer demo than usual. So we have a three-hour demo that, you know, we hope gives people a meaty experience. Plus, you know, all the last Let's Play videos that are out there. Um, But, yeah, we did want new players to have a better sense of what they're getting when they go into it um, to, you know, make a better choice for themselves. And then the strategy guide. Um, I just tried looking at it, but it's it's got a 404. Oh. So, like, is it down or what? No, I'm going to look at it right now. All right. Um, so it says it's 701 pages. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Is so that, I'm like, gonna... full page? Oh, yeah. Oh, my so God. I didn't get a 404. That's yeah, odd. Either. If I click on open PDF, it, it just loads really slowly because it's um, like 70 megabytes. I'm going to whitegiantrpg.com slash files slash laststream underscore strategy guide dot zip. Or here, I'll, I'll just post it in the, yeah. in the IRC quick. So if you go to whitegiantrpg.com slash download, you'll see our products. And strategy guys at the bottom. Ah, there it is. Okay. Yeah, the, it's on the cloud front. It's on the Amazon cloud front now, and I think that's an old link. Um, yeah, I, I got it from the Kickstarter and the uh, ah. the Steam green light. Okay, well, yeah. that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to up- update the Steam green light, but unfortunately, we can't change the Kickstarter. Yeah. Ah, oh, bummer. All right, so. 76 megabytes. That's going to take take a few seconds to download. Let's see here. All right, I just want to take a look at it. How long did this take to make? Hmm. Probably several months of writing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that was a, a lot of work and a lot of uh, editing on Josh's part. <laughs> um, I, can I, I think I, I wrote most of it... Um, and Josh had the terrible uh, job of editing that behemoth. 
but I never felt like I could complain because however long editing took, I mean, writing it, I guess. Yeah, it's not even downloading. I have too much stuff running. Oops. All right. So I'll just check it out later. Um, is the format just like a normal strategy guide? Uh, yeah, it's pretty similar. Uh, I mean, it's it's just broken up into different sections of the game. You know, a few pages on each town or dungeon or uh, your your journeys between locations. Um, and I think uh, I started off with a certain level of detail and then, uh, you know, maybe 100 pages in, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> this is going to take a long time. But uh, I, I forced myself to continue with that level of detail um, just because... I wanted this strategy guide to be as good as I think the game is. Um, okay. And I didn't want anybody to, you know, I wanted people to look at the strategy guide rather than, you know, have to ask us questions to have an easy resource. So almost everything, any question anybody could have about the game is answered in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the strategy guide also benefited from the fact uh, that we had support from a mathematician and a PhD mathematician mapping kind of all the background game algorithms um, for players who really want to get into how the game works. You know, so, you know, the strategy guide is the only place where you can get that kind of in-depth information. Um, You know, Mandrew, of course, has got a PhD in physics himself, uh, so has a very high level um, that we still think is very accessible to, to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just if you want that kind of depth, it's available somewhere in the 701 pages as well. Yeah, and that can definitely help other indies that want to make uh, similar engines. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's great. It's a great access. A- a- <clears throat> Asset. I said access. Oops. <laughs> Hmm. All right. Uh, most of my questions are gone. I did find the list, by the way. It uh, it slid behind my desk. Okay. Yep. Um. Hmm. We're uh, 35 minutes in. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say about the game? Well, um, you know, we we just hope that uh, anybody who hasn't played it, you know, gives it a try. Um. They can you go to whitegiantrpg.com, download it for free. They've got three-hour demo. They can hit us with any questions they want. Um, they can contact us on the site or just at info at whitegiantrpg.com. So, you know, we want to be super accessible to new players, and we're happy to talk about it. anything. If other game developers want to chat with us, you know, we're, we're up for anything like that as well. Um, you know, we want all kinds of feedback. And uh, we hope, you know, other people to kind of join in with us in the game development process. And we just uh, kind of love the community that we're able to work with. I just think the gaming community is a pretty, pretty neat group to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd just like to add that, uh, you know, just like Josh said, anybody who hasn't played it, um, you know, you know, look, don't just judge it based on the graphics. Um because obviously I think that's the weakest point of the game and we, we focus so much on the game mechanics to make it a and the gameplay itself to make it a fun game. So if you just sit down and 
know, play it for three hours. If you don't like it, then, you know, you're, you haven't committed to anything, but uh, it uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as we did. Yeah. Nicely said. So, on the um, Kickstarter, it, it says uh, you can still purchase rewards? Yeah, you can. We some Some people contacted us about that, and so... We were able to get that in before Kickstarter shut down. They kind of close out your site. Um, but we, we've got that on the Kickstarter, and that'll take you to our website, um, whitegiantrpg.com. Mm-hmm. And so on that front page, you can still purchase future rewards if you like. Uh, a lot of people like the idea of having their name in the game or you know a character named after them or even a character modeled after them. Um, yeah, <laughs> or the... The people who gave a ton were, were kind of like centering the story around them. They're making them a, you know, a, a central character. Or, you know, some people like the idea of having uh, kind of a hidden location within Last Dream that would be their room recreated with whatever statue or plaque or friends they would like. So we had a lot of fun creating um, those. Um, there's tombstones, you know, throughout the game with people's names or maybe their grandmother and a phrase of their choice and such. Um, posters, uh, the game, a physical copy of the game itself, and uh, even I think at the highest level, we give you this textbook-looking, awesome 701-page strategy guide. Uh, so yeah, all those rewards are still available if people like. Um, they can do that and just do the Kickstarter donations that were in place, you know, when we launched that. But otherwise, you know, the main thing that uh, we have on offer on the website is live stream. Fantastic. <clears throat> the the puzzles in the game, how exactly do they work? Dr. Mandrew? Um well I mean each so one of our goals, uh you know, I have several friends who enjoy RPGs but they also actually hate puzzles. Um so we 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 uh tried to keep the puzzles sort of separate from the main storyline as opposed to a game like, say, Lufia 2 where they're integrated into every dungeon. Um, so the puzzles in Last Dream are kind of little uh, offsets uh, to the main dungeons and they're all just sort of little brain teasers, most of them focusing on, uh, not on quick reflexes, but on, you know, can you figure out how to uh, get to the end point or block off all of these... Uh, wraiths that are going to try to trap you or something like that. And each one just gives you um, a certain treasure, uh, generally nicer than you could find in the dungeon itself. Um, so they're definitely worth doing. And we, we tried to make them fun. And it's actually very difficult to come up with 50 relatively unique puzzles um, without sort of blatantly stealing from other games. Right. But I think the result is fantastic. I mean, that was pretty much Mandru alone creating all of those. And so as, you know, another developer, I thought the puzzles were an awesome aspect where, you know, the rest of the team could just kind of experience them completely fresh without any idea of, of how to solve them or, uh, you know, where we would find them. So that was one of my favorite aspects of game testing was encountering them. And some of them were so hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just 
Oh, God. Be- well, we actually had to tone them down for the <laughs> game testing because you could not complete them. So. I mean, God, I am smart. I have a master's degree in physics, and I couldn't <laughs> do it. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, it, yeah. So I really like them. I like the difficulty. It ratchets up as you go through the game. And so one of the mega accomplishments about getting all the achievements in the game, though, again, the only person who's done that is Mandrew, is beating every single puzzle. Uh, so, yep, my uh, my respect to anybody who does that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty fifty mind bending puzzles. Yeah, I will do it. I will. <laughs> Mark my <Awesome>. words. <laughs> Alright, we'd love to see it. We'd love to add you to the list too. It's gonna be gonna be hard. I'll do it. do it. Before October thirty first. Actually all you have to do is beat the game. A few puzzles will help you on the on the way. Before okay. October thirty first, if you can beat it on hard mode, you'll get at least twenty five bucks on a poster. And if you can beat uh, this guy, Chris, who did it in 14 hours. 14. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, then you get 150 bucks. That's a few bucks. <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys have anything else to say? Um, I, I'm pretty much out of questions. I think uh, we appreciate your time. We, we love that you hosted us and you let us... Uh, be interviewed with some of the other greats that you have uh, had on your show. Uh, so we're, we're just appreciative of your time. Yeah, yeah thanks for sure. having us on. Yeah, no problem. All right, so after this short music break, we'll do our credits. Great. If I can find, find it. Here it is. Thank you for listening to broadcast number 44 of Indie Radio. This broadcast was broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and was recorded using Audacity. All music was found on Newgrounds from various artists. We have an upcoming issue of Indie Power Magazine releasing tomorrow, so make sure to check that out as well. Uh, Thank you again for listening in, and we hope to have you be a part of the next broadcast, which will be November 9th. And we have the guys at Young Horses joining us, which is the team working on Octodad. Have a great weekend.